Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I am your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week, we are chatting to the band Cabal. I sat down with Andreas and Christian of the band Cabal. We spoke all about their brand new record, which is their third record, which is out now. Go and check it out, it is fucking fantastic. I would tell you the name of the record, but... I butcher the pronunciation every time I do, so I will let you guys listen to the podcast and and such. But um, it's a fantastic record. Um, they are about to embark on the Never Say Die tour, along with Suicide Silence and After the Burial, among others. Fucking great conversation. Fucking great band. Let's just get into it. It's great. See you on the other side. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week, I have got very, very special guests on. I am speaking to the band Cabal. How are we doing today, gents? We're great. We're pretty good. It's, yeah. It could be worse. It's fine. <clears throat> I don't know when, what, when time this comes out, but right now... Right now it's a Friday. So that's <laughs> Friday. That's so hopefully you listen to this on the Friday. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the way that I look at it, it's kind of like, it's 5pm somewhere. That's exactly. that's how I justify it's, most things. It's like, it's 5pm somewhere on a Friday. What, yeah, more, yeah. what more could you I want? I always said it's Friday somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, how, how, was, how was things? How has your day been so far? Have everybody been okay and things? Yeah. Um, slightly sick. I have a cold now that the cold has arrived, so that's it's it's cold different. season. Yeah, so um, it, it's definitely definitely the uh, the autumn slash winter cold season for sure. Yeah. But um, so we're we're obviously here today to talk to you guys about your brand new record, which I'm not going to try and pronounce. I'll be honest because my pronunciation is terrible. So I'll let you guys pronounce the record, which is called Magno Interitus. Magno Interitus. I feel I feel like I nearly got there the first time when I said it off air, but I was like, no, just just let the guys do it. It'll be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of want to ask, how was um the recording process for that? Because obviously the last couple of years, COVID and all that kind of bollocks, which everybody's so bored of talking about, but it was a whole thing. So how was the recording process for this record? So I imagine it's very different from anything you've We'll have to do in the future, hopefully. Uh, actually, not for us. I think it kind of went like it usually does the way we write. Okay, our, for sure. Our setup is that we have uh, one of our guitarists, uh, a guy called Chris, and not this is Christian, and we have Chris as a guy with the glasses. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, AKA the world's toughest robot. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> so, we, so we've been told. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he is like the main songwriter for his mentors. So how we've always done it is he'll come up with a dem- something and record a demo in the studio, send it to us, and we'll like give him feedback and work on it. Then I'll write lyrics and add vocals to it, send it to the guys, and they'll be like, oh, this part sucks. You need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And- for, for sure. I, I love That's that. Cool. Are you guys... Um, you guys are uh, from Denmark, right? Have I got that right? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Awesome stuff. What's the kind of, what's the scene like growing up for you guys? Because that's the thing. A lot of people like to believe or like to tell people that their favorite first record was Cannibal Corpse, but it just wasn't. I don't no. believe, <laughs> I don't believe for no. a second. No. So how, how did you guys get into the music you obviously now play? 
Um, I remember I got uh, Nirvana's Nevermind uh, for a Christmas present. Literally the name of this podcast. So you're all good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured that you might know that one. <laughs> it's a little obscure, but some people might know it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. You probably wouldn't know it. It's a small bank on Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> but I got that one. And that really got, that was like, the song on it called Territorial Pissing, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, I've never heard anything like that. Yeah. And then the year after, when I was like nine, I think eight, like pretty soon thereafter, like one of my friends burned the Slipknot self-title for me because his big sister had it. And I was super interested. I listened to Wait and Bleed was on this Flash game, mm-hmm. the skateboard game that I was playing in like computer class back when I still think instead of like learning how to Google or whatever they're trying to yeah. teach us, <laughs> I probably ping or something like that. I can't remember what they tried to teach us in those classes. They didn't. That's like a whole, having a teacher who's like way worse computer trying to teach kids who know how to work. It's yeah. so fucking dumb. That's the 90s for you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, I, I was born in 93, so I'm not far far off that, and I, I totally get that. Yeah. It's always weird. With, it's always weird with school. They teach you the most strange things you're never going to need to learn. Like, I'm never going to need to learn algebra ever again, but and no one told me how to pay taxes and things like that. Like, the really important things that set you up for life, they don't tell you, which is so weird. And yeah. <laughs> they also, also, like, the curriculum is always behind because it takes them, there's so much bureaucracy about changing it, so... Yeah, What's sure. this teaching you about something? It's like, oh, people already know it's like it while for sure. Yeah. So when with you guys, and this, this sounds like a bit of a, a strange question, but I think some people are generally just born to do a certain thing. Was it a case of you guys, as you say, listening to obviously Nirvana's been sort of a band you were into, kind of like I could do that and then go and do it, or was it a case of you kind of was like, oh, this is like an awakening and this is what I need to do with my life, if that makes sense. Can I can I answer your Yeah, of course. Question? Go yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. with your last question. Because yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> I got in Cabal by chance. Yeah. Um I was um well, I knew the guys beforehand. Uh and I jo- I joined later, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, yeah. I saw them at uh Danish festival called Ruskill the festival oh, yeah. the incident and, uh, the incident <laughs> <laughs> the day i was uh, i was made to go play a cabal someday i uh, i was uh, heavily drunk as you are on festivals yeah and i was like these are my friends and i just threw shit at the <laughs> players throw your fucking annoying sunglasses up yeah. to me on stage i did and, and I, at that point there was like a biggest show ever in our career and you had this moron just chugging shit at us yeah and then i um yeah it I, I, everything turned out great and I started playing with them. Um, but um, like, oh, you, you threw me off. I, sorry, I, I forgot, sorry. I forgot your, your next question. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was kind of just like, oh, yeah. It does, yeah, it does like obviously playing instruments and obviously being a vocalist come sort of naturally to you as if it's something you were like born to do or was it a case of we'll do this for a bit and obviously now it's just exploded and, and you found your passion in life, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that w- would be my answer. That I just fell into it like <laughs> kind of accidentally by throwing shit at a guy on stage. <laughs> and now it's it's going like e- extremely good. So You I'm, also grabbed the mic and sang the wrong lyrics at some yeah. point. You gave me the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's true. I should have known better. That's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so for those of you who haven't heard the record, the record when this comes out will be out. But for those who haven't heard it yet, how does it kind of differ from your previous work in kind of your own opinion? Uh, I feel like we can experiment more. Yeah. 
bit more uh, symphonic. Like it's mm. the soundscape is bigger. Yeah, exactly. Um, it uh, like uh, embraces a lot of new elements that we didn't have on the late, uh, previous records. Yeah, uh, sure. I think it suits us pretty well. Yeah. Uh, in like, like it just makes sense for some reason. Yeah, I think it's also it's like some sort of continuation of what mm. we did on the last record, kind of like building upon that, and also yeah, and then that because of that, trying to add new stuff to build upon like the foundation we already laid. For sure, that that's one thing that I will say, just from one man's perspective of a record. It's a very dense record to get into. Mm. If you know, you've got to got to be versed in the in the more heavy extreme end of, of metal and things. But at the same time, once you kind of get past it and get through that wall of noise, there is so many different elements and different layers to it. It's really quite an impressive record. And I'm not just saying that to blow smoke or anything like that. He's genuinely like, okay, because the first time or two or three times, I was like, yeah, it's it's definitely an endurance, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then once once you kind of got past that initial endurance of fucking hell, this is heavy. It's like okay, cool. There's like this and there's that and there's more sort of bits to hook onto if that makes sense. So it's yeah, really cool. There's even uh, some uh, cool sound samples that we. Uh, oh, yes, uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a small. That just for what you just said, like seeing the like listening to the details in the record after you get mm-hmm. after you get past the uh, four or five times where you just listen to it for the heaviness. Yeah, like for sure. Small, small details that small you would weird Easter eggs we yeah, put in there that you wouldn't really realize was there unless we told you. Yeah, There's like exactly. this one bit from an Instagram story addressed yeah. it a few years ago when we lived together, and uh, he was wanting people. He wanted me to do a screaming tutorial. Somebody just, asked me about screaming. I just had Christian go like, ah! <laughs> just chop that up. And we just sampled that as, <laughs> as in the song called Insatiable. Like the whole eh, eh, that's all through the song is Christian. Uh, like weird scream okay. just sampled. <laughs> Amazing. I'll use it for everything in the song. It's just like nobody will yeah. know unless we tell them. And it's really fun too. Yeah, it's a. I, I love that. I think more bands should put Easter eggs in their in their songs, their music. I think that's really cool. That's really really cool. But, but Chris been noto- he's been notorious for doing that. He's putting putting fives <laughs> in people's music and stuff like it doesn't <laughs> sound <laughs> Maybe he's done it with us as well. Probably. Some of the sub drops. Yeah. Maybe the bass drops is just him recording his own fart or something. Yeah, yeah. You just put a subwoofer on it. Yeah. I don't know. Just it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, you you guys have been very, very busy uh, in terms of a band with touring. Uh, touring with the likes of Lorna Shaw, King 810, Not Loose, just to name a few, ingested on there as well. Um, just in those sort of four bands, they're somewhat different. So do you find winning over... So for me personally, putting you guys with Ingested makes perfect sense because of the music you play. You guys play with Lorna Shaw makes perfect sense. Something like King 810 and Knocks Loose were the two that stuck out to me. It was kind of like, okay, so you've got... Uh, God only knows what King 810 play nowadays, but kind of... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a brilliant band, but they're very hard to define. And then Knock Loose being the hottest hardcore band around at the moment. It's kind of like... Do you find it uh, interesting or difficult or or even easy to kind of play to a new audience who might not have heard you? Because I can just picture a knock loose kid at, I don't know, 16, 17, whatever, turning up for a knock loose show in his camo shorts and everything else. And then hearing you guys and being like, fucking hell. Okay, that's like a different level of heavy in, in terms of what you guys play in comparison. So how mm. do you find playing sort of mixed build tours and things? I think it's been really... Like, we, we've been talk, 
we've been talking a lot about it and we actually think it benefits us because yeah. we feel ourselves that we're we have a foot in each camp we could yeah, be sure. more towards the more um i don't know how to say it, like the more extreme metal kind of yeah, audience yeah. where ingested is uh, being found yeah lawn and stuff, uh, like Lorna, that. stuff like that where it's a uh, kind of a different dedicated fan base they have and yeah. on, on the opposite you have like the more simplistic uh hardcore genre that we yeah. also have encompass as well yeah like, exactly i feel like it's also because like the way we all grew up listening especially me and christian grew up listening to hardcore like mm. been going to hardcore shows since i was like 14 so it was like big, yeah. the biggest hardcore and like like the tough guy hardcore stuff like that was in my yeah. hometown it was like the maker in denmark so we kind of grew up grew up with that um so for us it's also like so we've pretty always been pretty inspired by that stuff that's also why we'll have like kind of beat down ish parts in our songs instead of straight up breakdowns necessarily yeah. which also means that like we can kind of put together a set that's more like geared towards okay we're going out with no blue state and we're bringing like less of the symphonic stuff and yeah. more of just like straight, straight up in your face stuff yeah exactly mm. and the same going out with law and it means bringing more of the symphonic stuff so yeah the way Absolutely. we kind of like we right allows us to kind of like fit in more play we aren't like pigeonholed to only like being a symphonic blank no, no, exactly. band oh, exactly yeah yeah absolutely and that's the thing like i generally just as a as a music listener i don't sort of agree or, or like kind of genres i understand why they exist because you have to categorize things in in record stores and things like that yeah, you yeah, know yeah. at the same time it's kind of like i just put everything under umbrella of heavy and when people say to me what does cabal sound like heavy like, <laughs> so, like it doesn't need to be kind of like yeah there's more to it but just fucking heavy like heavy as you like how would you guys describe your sound sort of using either sort of three words or, or a small sense for someone who hasn't heard your band before well we've been we've been saying uh, this a lot since yeah. we got yes. no, notified of it the po post death core term yeah we, we kind of like post death core i like that yeah yeah, yeah i can uh, see that yeah yeah, yeah. that's okay. cool yeah, I really also like there was some reviewer once who said it was like a young Meshuggah playing beat down in black metal fusion. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that, that's a hell of a compliment for sure. It's pretty spot on as well. Yeah, exactly. I think Chris really he, really loves, enjoy, he loves getting that kind of compliments because he loves sure. Meshuggah. <laughs> Meshuggah, that the, the only band you'll find it very difficult to two step to. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe fingers. I not maybe like slow. <laughs> we don't make TikTok about it. In, in any case, it, it's a good meme that me and my friend like to make when we when we talk about metal bands. Like, you can't two step to Michigan, you'll have a bad time. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> you guys are are about to embark on the uh, never say never never say die tour, um, featuring Suicide Silence and After the Burial, among others. Um, that's a hell of a booking, isn't it? I mean, yeah. the never say never say die tour is kind of infamous within the deathcore kind of blackened kind of whatever genre you want to put it under but it's such an infamous tour and obviously suicide silence are kind of one of the originals to come out and do that as well as after the burial how excited are you guys for that because it's going to be a hell of a tour mm, very excited yeah we're very excited yeah. we, we we got a chance to do like a corona version of it last year yeah. with uh nasty and within destruction among others and yeah, uh, think, um... yeah our friends from back home Leipzig, um mm -hmm. daggerford from uh Amber. Uh, so yeah um that was great and yeah. uh we 
I, I feel like we came back with the feeling of wanting more. Yeah, yeah. that's got short due to COVID as yeah, well. Exactly. It's supposed to be like a shortened edition only with European bands because of COVID, but due to COVID, it got even, got even shorter. So. Yeah. And For sure. On, on top of that being like the iconic tour it's been, it's been a like a stage ground for most of the bands we yeah, like yeah. started listening to when we were teenagers, yeah. like Parkway Drive. Yeah. I went to see um, Parkway Drive playing like uh, in 2008 when I was like, mm-hmm. I think I was 16 or 17 or something yeah. like that to see uh, them play the Never Say Die tour and the architecture yeah. was on the film as well, the Spiced Icon, Carnifex, White Chapel, like all of those bands. Yeah, for sure. So being able to go on that tour and maybe in 10, 12 years' time, another band sits on this podcast and say, I remember going to the Cat Files show in like 2022 yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was fucking insane. Yeah. That would be amazing to have that yeah. on your on your it's, resume, right? It feels really, really part of it. Like. Yeah, yeah. We're really excited. That That's the thing as well. Like, I think there has been a real resurgence of interesting heavy music coming back into the mainstream. And that's the thing. When I say the mainstream, people think of like what goes on in the charts as a kind of a heavy metal rock, whatever you want to genre self band, you guys, I, at least I think bands don't care about the charts because we're the alternative to that, if that makes sense. But mm. like, it only has to look at, um, you know, and I sound like such a boomer, but TikTok is blowing up with the likes of uh, Knock Loose, Lorna Shaw. And to be honest, listening to your record uh, that I got sent the, the other week, it's kind of like, well, this would be fucking perfect. People like going mad for that. It only is going to take a little bit of time to get traction and things. And you've only got to look at the likes of Ghost who have just got entered the chart with Marion Across. And I know you're very different to that, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of like music, metal music is kind of getting some real recognition that it really deserves. So that's really cool. Um, do you have any kind of thoughts on that at all? Yeah, I have an idea why that's happening now. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't really like 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 streaming in the sense of how they treat artists <clears throat> so, because I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Streaming does like doesn't. I think they could pay more, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it also allows a lot of people just to try something out. Like back in the day when we were sure. kids, you had to buy an album and commit to that because if you didn't like the album, that's too bad. You wouldn't get an allowance until next month. So yeah, kind of stuff yeah, with yeah. it, and that meant that I would like. I wouldn't just pick out something and try to listen to it from some genre I didn't know if I liked. But now yeah, you can just at the click of a button try to listen to some deathcore. If yeah. you don't like it, yeah, just like you're not stuck with like uh, an album with it. So I feel yeah, like you sure. have become more open to just trying out new things and listening to it. And I feel like that's why it might be getting a resurgence because there's like hip hop, the hip hop community yeah. draws a lot of inspiration yeah. from it with like ghost main and stuff like that mm. which enters like you act as a gateway and people can way easily now just try something out and as far as i i can see on like social media like tiktok it seemed for tiktok for instance it seems like a lot of these genres whether them being like brutal deathcore or whatever gent or uh post hardcore it's all like kind of merging together because it's it feels like the that community is like like overlapping each other. So if mm-hmm. you see someone that's uh, spotting a, a Lorna Shaw shirt playing a, a basement riff, you're like, okay, that's pretty cool. And they have like some kind of promotion for some of their friends' bands and so on. It just like becomes like a step forward, I feel like. It's pretty interconnected. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I feel that has that holds a reason, uh, like an um, um, uh, explanation why uh, people are 
getting so instrumental again mm. i guess yeah yeah, yeah. And I think, I don't think, you know, as well, the world as it is, is pretty fucked no matter where you're living at the moment. So it's kind of like the the world is kind of pissed off. And when, I mean, I can't pinpoint the exact time, but like there was a certain chain of events that led to the world going into hell in a handbasket. It's kind of like, well, if the world's going to ship, metal bands are going to be really pissed off. And I'm yeah. looking forward to some really pissed off records. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's kind of the flip side of it. It's saying, well, you know, um, you could keep all your happy pop stuff and that's perfectly fine. But, you know, I'm kind of angry and I want to be angry at things. And also, yeah. win- winter is the perfect time for metal, in my exactly. opinion. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think maybe I uh, have the pinpoint. Uh, well, it's a known it's a known fact and meme all across the internet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Around in 2016. Around. From there, just went downhill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2016, the year that everybody just died who was important to anyone. It's mad, isn't it? It's absolutely mad. Yeah, exactly. Um, Obviously, you guys have been a band for for a little while now. Have you had any moments where you're kind of like, pinch me, is this happening? Is there like anything where you've been like backstage and you've seen like an idol or a hero and you think, oh shit, like they're walking over, they're walking like kind of fan fanboying out, fangirling out, whatever you want to call it. Have you had any of those moments? Yeah, I I think my biggest one was like when Matt from Trivium approached us at Copenhagen and was like, hey, aren't you the guys from Cabal's? Like, yeah, aren't you like? Oh, that's mad. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> a guy from a real band that makes yeah. doing this shit like and and he, he was he like loved, he loves it as well like he's such like um he's such a supporter of um all types of metal and i love that yeah we even did a song with him like on the yeah, last yeah yeah for sure yeah and he was he was so fucking nice and it was just so weird this guy who made all this music i was like listening to while i was 13 year old playing world of warcraft just approaching me be like hey i know you you're the guy from like <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, I'm usually not that starstruck, but like that was a bit like, oh, I started like being weird and talking, or like, if... <laughs> and also Corey Taylor was getting a coffee right next to me okay. at the same place. Right. I, I nice. wanted to say hi, but it turned into like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about for yourself, Christian? Um, well, for Cabal, I think it might have been when we signed to new clip last yeah and like uh, getting all those details on no maybe when we went to the new clip last office during our uh, Lorna short tour because mm-hmm. really i don't know if you say metabolized but like it really solidified. it was really solidified it really solidified that we were on a major label mm-hmm. and For sure. something you could ever never dream of really and then you have this huge office with this whole team behind you that's yeah. like like uh, you're like contributing to the 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 end goal, which is releasing this record, and it just felt like uh, yeah, it felt so awesome to be part of, because yeah. that then it went from this small band from Copenhagen that did a US tour two years ago to now being Cabal, the Danish deathcore band doing whatever sh- shit we're doing now. Yeah, it was just sure. uh, it's just it was pretty a cool like experience to like be at the office and meet yeah. the team where we have we're working with i also so, kind of felt like being greenlit in some sense like yeah we should like you got you got a stamp of approval right there. yeah that's actually like the biggest like independent metal labels actually it's just they like you decide you like it's going somewhere yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the the interactions I've had with Nuclear Blast, um, shout out Claire and Joe, are like the nicest bunch of people. Yeah. Like they're just the soundest people. So that's really cool. That's really, really cool. Um, do you guys have any kind of advice to younger bands who are sort of starting out um, or just kind of any advice for creative people who might want to start a creative journey who are sort of in their journey or, or wanting to start it? How, what advice would you give, if any? Don't stop. Yeah, just keep pushing. Yeah, that's yeah. perseverance. I think yeah. like it's the way. And also, I'm gonna say the thing that people always get mad about <laughs> me about like is you gotta yeah, focus on a lot of the stuff that's not like the creative stuff. Like there's a lot <laughs> of office. Like learn how to manage shit. Like learn how to make ads. Like you, all yeah. of the stuff that like big people have people to do for them. Mm -hmm. And yeah. which also one of the reasons why they succeed because they have like all of that you have a team to handle the business. If you don't have that, have that, you need to learn how to do it yourself. Yeah, because you could be the best creator, make the best product ever, but no, if nobody knows it's there and you don't know how to like make deals and stuff like that, it's gonna take you nowhere. Like unless you're like extremely lucky. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I, I resonate that with that really hard because this whole podcast is a one-man operation and you're looking yeah. at him. <laughs> um, you know, I have to do a shout out to my, to my lovely girlfriend who is so patient when I'm sat there, we're all trying to watch a film and my phone pings and she's like, is that podcast stuff? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, for fuck's sake, put your phone away. And I'm like, I can't help it. Like, you know, it is just a case of, you know, grinding, grinding it. And eventually, hopefully someone will give you a leg up or open a door and, you know, so, so that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys, I want to ask a couple more questions and then let you on your way because we're we're all busy people and things. But one of which is a question I've kind of uh, brought into the podcast quite newly. And that is, if you had the choice to pick any song in existence today and claim it for your own, what song would it be? Oh. This year on the Come Down by uh, Peripheral Turnover. No, no, uh, per turnover, sorry. Dude, we just talked about business. <laughs> we need to pick smart. <laughs> this is Christmas by my my Carrie. This is Christmas by Michael Bublé. No, no, <laughs> Mariah Carey. What? Which one was like? She made one of those songs, and yeah, she's making so much money on that. Yeah. Every Christmas, I just wish I wrote one of the Christmas bangers because then I wouldn't have to worry about anything else for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know what? You know what I will say. We're we're only now in October. You've still got time, lads. You can still turn it around, and we can still release one by the, before Christmas, and then you'd be so the biggest middle Christmas hit this <laughs> world has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> there is a um i don't i don't know how familiar you are with the english band the darkness they wrote oh, uh, a, a christmas song and they 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 always seem to like playing that in the middle of middle of july and things which is always fun <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah my, my, my final question is something i ask every band and you can take it both sort of as serious and as personal as you like or it can be more of a jovial answer and it's pretty simple it is what is the best thing about being in a band in your own words uh, for me it's eating shitty food at gas stations and not sleeping a lot i like that <laughs> free beers uh, <laughs> no. i i really like the whole like i think to be like serious for me it's like having like my some of my closest friends uh for us like to do these creative things together that resonate with people i can feel like people really dig it and that means a lot also some like if it kind of helps a lot of it is kind of like dealing with some dark subjects and being like serving as like a way of vent those feelings so if that helps anybody i'm really that's like 
I can die happy. And also just getting to see the world with my friends. That's also like, mm, yeah, definitely. It's the best, it's the best uh, uh, type of, uh, what do you say, um, uh, networking when you're mm-hmm. out playing shows. One For one thing, as Andreas says, it's just amazing to do these things with your friends and some of your mm-hmm. closest friends. And um, But also like meeting these new people and getting these new connections and maybe new friendships and all that. That's, yeah. I think that's, uh, it's it interesting aspect i never i didn't really think about before like doing this whole thing when we started like playing music and uh i think live shows for instance is very therapeutic for me like yeah. in terms of like getting some well it seems very cliche to say it but like getting your aggressions out and then yeah. feel uh you know like relaxed like weirdly relaxed after like breaking your neck for 30 minutes straight yeah <laughs> um, sure but it's and you you sweat like shit and your back's hurting and uh, everyone's like uh, in a bit of a grumpy mood but you're still kind of happy yeah, yeah. um so it's just, oh. yeah, like sitting in the back of a car like that yeah. but <laughs> but like that mixed with playing shows with your friends is basically the coolest thing about it for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I can't remember who said it and what person said it but there's there's quite a, a quote that someone said that it's um if you put your emotions in art, it can't hurt anybody because that's the thing, whether it's positive, negative, if you put it into art, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a way of shouting into the void without hurting everybody else. So that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, for sure. The, uh, the, the record is out now as this podcast comes out, it is called gentlemen. Me? (laughs) Okay. I'll say Magno Inheritors. There we go. There we go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> fantastic and obviously uh the never say die tour starts early november uh, it's going all around the Euro- europe and the uk um so go and go to a show i'm really 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 going to try and come to the london show because yes. do that. it's fucking ridiculous fun yeah. um and obviously if i do uh come to the show and i'm lucky enough to see you guys at the show I'll be buying beverages of your choice for coming on uh, as a thank you because oh, um, time is precious and it's you know it's you know talking to me and all the rest of it is it's very privileged so thank you guys. Um, you know what's his favorite beverages? Go on. Yeah. Several. What? <laughs> Several. Several beverages. Several beverages. <laughs> Several beverages. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> you proper caught me off guard there. I was like, yeah. yeah. You probably like, I've, I've not heard that before. No. Maybe <laughs> Is there, is there anything you'd like to say to the fans, people listening at home, anyone who, anybody you're listening, basically? Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, if you, uh, please check out our new record. And if you like it, please buy it and come out to a show. Yeah. In a city near, insert your home city. Yeah. <laughs> in your <Absolutely>. country. <laughs> Where, Absolutely. Is this, is this going to be released before the Never Say Die Tour? Uh, yes, so this will come out at the time yeah. of your album, which is the twenty first. I do believe yes. I got my dates right. So yeah, okay. it will be before the tour. So yeah, awesome. So uh, come out to a show on Never Say Die Tour. Uh, we would love that. Yeah, absolutely. It will be sick and get down early to catch Cabal for sure. Right, I'm going to go make a cup of tea, typical British fashion. <laughs> make a cup of tea. So we will catch up with you guys soon. Thank you yeah. for listening. All the best. Peace. Peace. Bye, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you.